Welcome to today's podcast. It's episode 11 of the 90 Day Website Mastery Podcast. We are celebrating the launch of our new program and completion of the website best practice webinar series. We wanted to find a way to continue to share more advice and insights about making your website work harder for you and more importantly for you to feel proud about your website again. I've got my great friend Pascal Fintoni with me. We're going to be discussing uh, lots of different things in this episode. We have four four segments in the in in each episode. First segment is going to be you ask, we answer, where we take a question that's been submitted by the community, and we're going to explore that. We have website stories where we found an interesting article or or story ourselves, and we're going to review and give reasons of what we think on what you can learn from that. We've got the website engine room where we share our top tips on apps and software solutions to help you as a website owner manage your website. And lastly, of course, we have the website call to action because everyone needs a call to action. Everyone needs to be told what to do. So what one change or small adjustment could you be doing to your website right now that could make a difference? Pascal, we're live. How are you? And very well. Number 11, a fine prime number, if you ask me. But also, importantly, we now passed. That's it. We're in a double digit. So thank you, everyone, for your amazing support. And listen, we understand, you know, sometimes the spotlight is going to go towards SEO, social media, video, content marketing, so on. But the website, and this is the heart of your online presence. This is the extension of how you would express yourselves, the extension of your customer service promise, and what it's going to feel like to be one of your customers in the very near future. So you've got to be looking after that website. And making sure that when someone says, what's your website address, that you straight away feel proud and happy to give that website address over because we know that people speaking to us hundreds if not thousands of people over the year we know that the majority are not proud when they're asked what's your website address <laughs> no, absolutely which has been at the heart really of the 90 day website mastery program that that the, the emotion that comes with because i know that it it is a seemingly a, a tech endeavor so you make a lot of rational decisions, but actually for both you and the visitors it's about that emotional response to the content and the effort you put in behind that website yeah. So coming up, we've got the burning question around, is blogging still relevant in 23? We've got a really interesting case study uh, from Curry's. Mm. We've got some great tools in the website engine room, which we actually reveal to each other live and we never know quite what we're going to be recommending. And, uh, and of course, the website call to action. So should we get started? Off we go. You ask, we answer. Thanks again, Johnny, for the amazing intro. So this is about the one question that we either research or surfaces through search results, but also have been submitted. So this is number 11, as you mentioned during the introduction. So I wanted to kind of go back to the first 10 questions that we've had on the show. So number one, we started with how to create a website, which was a number one search phrase on Google. Followed by the following episode, what is website design? We went on to what are the duties of a website manager, followed by what to write in the abandoned section of a website how often should i blog i've heard that my ranking on search engine could be poorer if i use website builders is it true we then moved on to how do i find someone to build me a website should i buy all domain name extensions for my website i can see adverts for ai website that can be built in minutes is it true 
what are avatars or archetypes and that can help me run my website and today as you mentioned is a blogging still relevant in 2023 which is something that i saw in the next year between people on linkedin and it surprised me. I, mean, I will confess to you. I say, wow, what a question to, to ask. And then it was followed by people linking to an article, blogging is dead in 2023, and all those very kind of dramatic headlines. And I thought, what a strange question to ask. But I thought, you know what? I will ask Johnny about his views on, is blogging the activity of writing, sometimes even doing through videos and, and graphics, a, an article to engage in conversation is still relevant in 2023? I, what a great question i think i think one of the reasons the questions around is because we're inundated with the amount of content that's out there there's so much content whether it be in a in a blog format a vlog format a podcast format there's so much content and now we have ai writing this content in fact even speaking recording video of this content we've got ai taking over uh, and producing content so is blogging dead well I'm not sure it is at all. Uh, and the, my reason for that and the case for that is because there is still, none of this changes the bottom line that business owners, business decision makers still have a, a high number of pain points, whether that be growth, whether it be um, sales, whether it be uh, marketing, all, all sorts of different pain points. And those that doesn't change. So there's still a huge hunger and desire for content but the question comes down to the quality and the relevance of the content. So I think I think the answer is that it's not dead by any means, but you now have to be blooming good at it. I think so. So for me, when I was looking at the, um, the interaction, people saying it's a waste of time, website visitors and all that bother, just give them the products, the features, benefits, and they'll make a decision. And I was thinking, but you're missing a very, very important point, which is that 80%, if not 90% of website visitors are not yet in a position to make a decision. They could be just uh, reflecting on their needs, on their pain point, they're making a short list of what's available, they're educating themselves. But also for me, blogging, and I think I get it, you know, blog, B-L-O-G, is a short term, which has a so rich in meaning, it's also for me a chance to showcase how you go about doing what you do. The extension of customer service I mentioned a moment ago, if you write articles about it. I mean, in the case of the 90-day website mastery program, we teach people the four different forms of blogging. You know, talk about marketing, merchant mentor, and mentoring. And you, you kind of, you know, go about uh, it in a way that give people a, a flavor what it's going to be like to become, you know, one of your customers and how are you going to be looking after them? Yeah. It, and it, I mean, it does go back to the making something so relevant that, that when that user, reader, potential customer arrives on that website, that they instantly feel like you understand them. And you can't just do that on a you know, a sales page that says, right, come and buy this. Because as you say, they're not, they're not necessarily ready to buy. They, they are most probably looking to find self-help, to find solutions for themselves, to understand more, to learn more. And so it's about making sure that you're giving them really rich content that feels really relevant, that actually has a ton of personality in it as well, because people are looking for 
working and buying from people that they like, people that they uh, like the, the the tone of, the personality of, that that's one of the decision makers, whether you uh, realize it or not. Uh, when we buy something, one of the decisions that going on in our head is do we like the brand? Do we like the person? And, and you know, all of this comes through in content. And it's the question you're right is about you know avoiding making poor decisions. That is to say, choosing a, a bad supplier. So I want to get a sense of how do you behave when things go up, but also how do you deal with any queries and, and that kind of things. And you can express so much into that. I'm just realizing about the the four M's. It's marketing, mental messenger, and merchant. Got it wrong a moment ago. But do you think that the queries about is blogging still relevant? Is also people. Um, you know, they're so familiar with social media and the appeal to do very short form content from the creators, but also from the visitors' point of view. Are, are they worried that this is just AI kind of, um, you know, churn? And therefore, yes, why should I bother reading an article from Johnny if maybe it didn't actually do any work whatsoever? It was all done by AI. Yeah, it's that's it, you know it's a really interesting thing, isn't it? And if you think about how this is coming through uh, Gen Z and and the younger generations, they're considering using AI to write answers for their exam uh, questions, their their, mm. their uh, thesis, etc. So it's it's very normal for them to uh, be thinking that way. Um, but I think as a human, it's you it's you can quite quickly realize if something's been written by a machine or not and whether it's been written by a machine um or not actually doesn't isn't the isn't the issue it's more about how good's the content so you know we were talking earlier in the green room um around uh ai you know i'm fascinated by ai at the moment i'm like addicted to it i i i can't sleep literally for playing with ai i don't i don't think some of you listening or watching right now can really understand the 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 what you can currently even do on ai it's mental what you can do but it's less about was this written by a machine it's more about how good is it how good is it and we were talking we were talking about you know it's a bit like uh businesses organizations thinking okay we need to be doing social media right okay oh i've seen that graduate over there um she's um she he amazing on instagram you know they do the, the, the you know all these pictures all day they're clearly all over instagram they they totally get social media right let's have them as head of social media and they can do all our social media well that's a recipe for disaster because do they have the business acumen do they understand the commercial side of things do they understand the pain points and all of that they might know how to post something on instagram but that's a very small part of what social media is likewise with blogging a machine might know how to write a blog but it's how you ask it and how you tell it to write that blog and more so how you then edit that content afterwards so it's i've given you a very long answer there but it, it, it's more about when someone's reading it, you know, actually, is it solving the problem? No, absolutely. Listen, I think we need to go back and come back to this um, AI uh, as a theme, you know, for the, because we explored it with website design. We're now looking at Intuit, uh, almost by extension, in terms of content creation. But for me, it's about to, you know, the motivations. You want actually the content to betray the motivation that you care, that you want to make a difference. And I think it's quite impossible for a machine to do that. Um, in a green room, very quickly before we move on to the next segment, you and I talked about changing the language from AI 
artificial intelligence to digital assistance because I think that's what it's all about. So you, you've done the research, you want to write something that's relevant, impactful, and helpful, and you just need a nudge in the right direction. You need to be given a structure. Maybe you need to be given case studies or examples or dates of uh, events in from the past and so on. And all that research time can be concertinated into a few seconds. And there is great pleasure in seeing your assistant writing what is essentially a very, very rough draft of the key elements and for you to go into it. But I will say that I've got a friend who's a, a lecturer at Durham University and said, it's fascinating that since Christmas last year, my students' grammar, spelling and punctuation is exceptional. <laughs> Whereas, you know, before Christmas, we're all pretty, you know, like everybody else, basically making that kind of very human mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it can can help us and teach us. We've got some comments on uh, on LinkedIn. Aaron Thomas, he's saying that um, when he blogs on certain legal issues on his website, he does find that it helps uh, direct people and, and get people to his website through Google search. Um, you know, I, yeah, it's, it's not dead. But this is a big reminder. You're welcome to comment anytime, whether we're live or whether you're listening on the podcast, uh, feel free to reach out to us on any platform we're pretty much over most platforms uh we are always looking for feedback for interest what co topics do you want covering and are you currently blogging are you using ai and do you think blogging's dead or not let us know we'd love to uh to, to explore shall we move on i think we should website stories please So in each episode of the 90 Day Website Mastery podcast, which is an article, a podcast, a video, maybe sometime an infographic, something that can help us react and review and discuss what it means to be running a website in today's economy. And what we've done, this is almost a combined website stories and call to action because I want, want people to spend some time to go back to this article that was published as part of the Think with Google series. Because if you're not familiar with Think with Google, viewers and listeners, it's almost like a library of case studies, of stats and trends um, from different parts of the world. So you can actually choose one journey for the UK, for France, for the for the US, and you can learn from brands who have worked with Google on either uh, content marketing campaigns, on SEO, on advertising, and so on. And this is one based on last year's um, um, Curry's. Curry's a UK electrical retailer, and Curry's had a massive campaign on, on YouTube where by going about it a particular way, they managed to get more views, not on the videos, but also link it to website visits, and more importantly, to more visits to the physical stores themselves. And I think that's really important that we remind ourselves that, you know, this website, using the term digital assistant again, is your kind of 24-7 marketing and sales agent that leads people to the next stage of the customer journey, whether that's in store, whether that's online and so on. And what Keris did through extensive research of what people were looking for and needed as information when buying a laptop, they came up with this library of queries. And the queries, if I was very, very specific to needs, the need as a teacher, the need as a consultant, the need as an architect, or someone who's traveling and so on. So they came up with this campaign called No Questions Unanswered. And what is really, really remarkable about it is twofold. To begin with, the article that was written by Matthew Davis, who was at the time in charge of the campaign, as the digital advertising manager, is very, very open. So they reveal literally all from start to finish how they've gone about it, albeit in a certain format. But so you can read that. It's almost a blueprint of what you can do. And I would listen to add, this could be done beyond the YouTube. This could be blogging, as in the written form. This could be podcasting as well. But this idea of linking your findings 
in terms of question asked to actually a very creative angle. So instead of just answering the question as is, what they did was to think of a way and the style and the tonality that would really uh, engage people. So they used, according to the article, the YouTube ABCD framework, which I must confess I wasn't aware of. So good to, to learn something. So attention, branding, connection, and direct, as in direct action. And what was really, really interesting, and the call for me, the lesson is, you will do your research, all of you. You will come up with a list of questions. In fact, you and I have mentioned this. But what is your angle? What is your creativity kind of input to make this stand out from the white noise of the internet? So, in fact, we're in luck because we managed to find an example which was shared during this article. So, Johnny, would you mind sharing the example, the results of the research and the creativity of the team at Curry's. Absolutely. I'll put it on the screen right now. Ooh, I'll try anyway. Bear with me. So if you're listening, uh, you're just going to hear the audio. Uh, if you are... Um, watching you'll be able to see it uh, we'll drop a link in the uh, comments for people must, that are yeah. listening if you want to uh, if you want to explore this afterwards it's about to play right now what's special about the lenovo yoga so intel evo laptops give you a superior performance says ugo and with just a 15 minute charge you get up to three hours battery life is it good for working remotely let me check thanks ugo and like all our experts he'll leave no question unanswered Whoa, that's remote. So he knows when he says, the lightweight and incredible battery life means you can work anywhere. And he knows it's interest free. It's just $49.95 a month for 24 months at Curry's. So that's one example amongst many. So what do we have? We have obviously the research. We have the need to stand up, but we also have the need to find a way to represent that it's all about the in-store experience and the fact that we have staff that will stop at nothing. They will find out for you all the answers to, to your question, no question and answer, but also very, very cleverly using a bit of pop um, culture here, leaning into the style of um, filmmakers like Guy Ritchie and Ed, Ed, Edgar Wright, Snatch, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz style of quick cuts, um, over narration of, of the voice of, you know, essentially staff working at the store as well. A, a style that uh, I think will have made people smile, which is half of the battle, but also this idea of the promise that when you have a question, we'll have time for you and we'll engage with you and find the answer no matter what. I, I also like this whole uh, ABCD framework um, mm. to remind people that are listening or watching. It was the attention brand connection and direct and what does that mean so in terms of attention well it's the ads that go straight into action using large titles fast-paced cuts tightening frames and, and real close-ups so it's that attention from a branding point of view it's about the logo uh, and having something really prominent in terms of for curry they were using this phrase no questions unanswered so it was having that prominence of the brand identity in terms of connection the way that they did it was using direct eye contact to engage viewers uh, and close connections with the in-store colleagues and the, and the, uh, uh, the, the shoppers uh, and that built that connection through audio as well uh, as the main voiceover artist to uh, to narrate the conversation and lastly it's the direct and what does direct mean well it was the ads conclude with a call to action just like our podcast series does we include that call to action it's call to actions are so important often overlooked um, but people need to be told what to do so I, yeah I'm really liking even if we can just have uh, one simple easy to implement takeaway from you know for example youtube uh, um optimization i like this abcd framework 
And listen, the article's got so much more. So I just want to spend a moment just to to thank you, Matthew Davis, for spending time to capture, you know, the essence of the campaign from from last year, which I'm still still very successful now, and and for this to be a source of inspiration for all of us. Let's go. Time is moving on mm. to the website engine room. Now, this is all about surprising each other, Johnny and I, but also you, our viewers and listeners, with an app that can really make life easier and make a difference as a website content creator. And we never discussed before the show what we, we, we've chosen. So over to you, Johnny. What have you got for us? Well, I am absolutely loving uh, an app <laughs> an app called um, Publa, Publa.io. It's a virtual social media superhero that lets you collaborate, schedule, and analyze your social media posts. It's, it, I, I've been addicted to it and playing with it for the last week, um, and it's very clever. It's taken the best of the best and put it all into one app, um, and it's uh, reasonably priced. I think you can have a, a free version with up to three social uh, media accounts, uh, and then there's paid versions above that. Uh, it incorporates all the latest uh, AI technology, uh, all the latest video and um, image technology, uh, and uh, yeah, really impressive piece of kit. Uh, and I think it can really take social media up, uh, up up a serious level in terms of management, in terms of content creation, collaboration, and scheduling. So for me, this week it's Publa.io. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, people are going to get worried about you because you spend time doing the AI research and researching Publa. But you and I are so lucky because we keep saying often when we meet each other or speak in the green room, we find our thing. This is a subject matter that is of interest to us. And just to be clear, it's not the tech that you and I love. It's the connection between people via the internet and, and the exchange of information and the leading to business growth as well. So, so for me, actually, this was born out of um, an experience that I had recently. I was watching a documentary uh, on TV, and as is often the case, you know, with documentary making, people use what's called B-rolls or cutaways, essentially stock video footage. And I went, I think I know this these clips that they're using. And then, sure enough, they were using video video clips of mountains and forests and landscapes and so on for different locations from pexels.com. And listen, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But I was thinking, oh, have we reached a point where, unfortunately, audiences could become distracted by recognizing the source of the photos and the videos? Because I was. So someone could go on a website, look at your blog, and go, I think I know this. That's from Canva. Or I think I know this. That's from Pixabay and so on. So my, my kind of uh, you know, option today is to add to the bank of, of sources for photos and videos. And if you don't have already, I would turn to adobe.com. They have a free li uh, library as well as you know, chargeable library. I put a hyperlink in the show notes, but stock.adobe.com forward slash UK forest forward slash free um, gives you a completely new style of photography and, and in fact, 2D and 3D graphics, I think, can really help, you know, avoid that moment of distraction. And you can couple that with uh, using Adobe Express to kind of do some editing and so on if you don't want to necessarily use Canva all of the time as well. But it was just that moment where I thought I was taken out of the experience of watching the documentary because it looked a little too familiar and then sure enough, within seconds, recognized where it was from. So uh, Adobe, 
they have the free stock photography and illustration. They also have the free editing software, Adobe Express. I like it. And, you know, uh, B-roll was a term that actually I was really late to understand. Mm. Uh, I, only under, I only understood the word B-roll in, in the last couple of few years, really. But the the difference it makes to video is is immense. It's huge. Uh, and so adding B-roll, that, that sort of cut away to some kind of scene or whatever it might be, is a brilliant thing to do. But, you, you know, you've highlighted a really important point here. There's only so much stock b-roll around um or uh, and so another app that gives us access to more fantastic love it no problem at all thank you very much well listen time is against us let's move on if you don't mind to the website call to action So this is about the one change, the one adjustment that you should be making right now to your website to make a big difference to you and your visitors. Johnny, what is your recommendation? This week, a really basic one, back to basics. Well, actually, do you know, a lot of the time I take it, I take this back to basics because if you can get the basics right, then you win. Simple as that. Uh, when did you last check your website for broken links? Users don't like it and Google definitely don't like it and the number of tools that you can use to check for broken links there is absolutely no excuse so whether you have uh plugins on your website for example things like rank math or yoast or redirection whether you're using external tools like semrush or uh, screaming frog or perhaps even using google's own tool like uh, search console there is literally no excuse to be aware of your broken links see if you've got any and go and fix them. That is my website call to action for this week. What's yours, Pascal? Well, firstly, let me just um, remove the feeling of guilt from you because I've not done that for such a long time. <laughs> um, you know, but remind us again, how do they happen, Broken Links? Is it because you've changed maybe a URL of, of a page? I mean, how, how does that happen? The, yeah, there's a few reasons. I think, uh, so there's human error. So uh, as you're adding links, it could be, a, you could make a mistake and, and a typo. So that you've got that, the human error uh, element. You've got the technical element where things change. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe there's been a, a Shopify or WordPress update or Wix update and, and that affects things across the website and that can uh, create broken links. Uh, and you've also got um, posts that, you know, you might remove or events that you might remove or content that you might remove. Um, but you've never thought of the links from previous content or, or, or existing content that links to that. So there's there's a few reasons, really. Um, and uh, it's really common. And it's, you know, if Google's looking at your website and it can see a load of errors, why does it want to rank you? That's the common sense question to ask yourself. Um, and you want it to be error-free. You want it, Google to, to love your website. Thank you very much, Johnny. So for me, I wanted to link what we spoke about in previous you know, segment, particularly is blogging so relevant and the Curry's case study. And I want people to organize a team meeting or if you're in your own, join the mastermind group, the, the, the kind that John and I would be hosting and come up with your own themes and hooks and style for your next series. So you have the questions, you've done the research from previous calls to actions, you, you're ready to inform, educate and inspire your audience, but you need a hook, you need a style, you need to have a tone of voice, something that could be witty, something that could be thought-provoking, but we saw curries with, you know, no question and answer. What is your strap line? What is almost the mini-branding exercise you could apply to that series to make it stand out and give the impression, rightly so, that this, this was done with care and attention and not just spewed out of the AI machinery? 
and what a call to action that is because it's off it's so overlooked and 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 not thought about taking a step back is what you're saying i think mm -hmm. it's you know a bit of brainstorming whether that be with peers whether it be with your team whether it be in a mastermind group taking that step back and 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 having a strategic sort of uh, brainstorming session around right what is our next piece of content that re that is hyper relevant to our audience whether it be existing whether it be potential that's that's really relevant and that's really going to have that hook and that yet you know how simple but often not done because we get stuck in the day-to-day -day, we're stuck inside our businesses uh, stuck dealing with uh, with clients or customers, but never actually have that sort of space to be able to take a step back. Uh, thank you very much. Wow, episode eleven, Johnny. Yeah, we've covered lots of different things. I mean, the the ultimate one is is bro is blogging still relevant uh, in twenty twenty three? We think it absolutely is. It's all about the quality and the uh, the relevancy and the personality in there. Uh, we've talked about um, some best practices, taking the example from Curry's uh, in terms of their YouTube uh, adverts and how they they went about them uh, and and brought some real filmmaking and photography into their. Their videos as well. We've talked about stock images and stock video from Adobe. We've talked about superheroing your social media with uh, Publa.io. Uh, Pascal has made us take a step back and think about creating hooks and a, a new series of content. And I talked about checking your broken links. Key message from this, Pascal. What's the sort of what's the what's the thing that we should leave our listeners or viewers pondering on or considering? What's the what's the thing that they should be focusing on? As I was listening to your summary, I was just thrown back in time, uh, did a presentation some time ago. Um, it was around the 30th anniversary of the internet. And I was reminding people that the gift of the internet is to connect with your true voice and express yourself in that manner throughout your activities from the website to social media and beyond. And I think the examples that we've listed from Curry's and more is, is, is that, which is Find your tone of voice, find your style, find your colors, your your kind of terminology and your language, and just exploit it fully. Brilliant. Well, on that note, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. That's it for today. The This was the episode 11 of the new podcast series. I can't speak. My words are tongue-tied. This was the episode 11 of our new podcast series, the audio companion to the 90-day website mastery program. For more information, please visit 90daymarketingmastery.com. You'll be able to book a call or discovery call with either myself and Pascal. We'll be back with another episode. In the meantime, feel free to send your questions, share your preferred app and links to your website once you've made the changes we've spoke about because we'd love to give you a shout out. But it's bye now for everyone and we'll leave you with a fun video an audio montage whilst you go through your notes and actions. See you all soon.